Folks, Winnipeg's long-standing nightmare of no Jets hockey is, in a way, almost over. Uh, don't get too excited. The Jets aren't quite uh, ready to ramp up the preseason yet. But before we've got preseason, we've got the Penticton Young Stars uh, Classic, which, of course, for a lot of you, is a fun way to kind of welcome in the preseason action with a little bit of a teaser of some of Winnipeg's future talent and maybe some talent from other teams. We'll talk about why you should get excited and who you should keep an eye out for on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, I just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, like I said, uh, you know, the, the Jets have some hockey coming up. And look, uh, let's be real. It's not meaningful hockey in the usual sense. But I think for a lot of us, right, um, the past few years of veteran play uh, from the big club hasn't exactly inspired a lot of enthusiasm for Jets hockey. Um, so a lot of you are probably looking towards the future. And if you've ever seen Penticton's tournaments before, you know what to expect. The hockey's loose. It's fast. Uh, and the Jets almost never send a particularly great squad. So, you know, the watchability factor has been pretty limited, pretty limited over the last few years. Other teams have got tons of prospects. They send these really uh, interesting young squads and the Jets just kind of collect whoever they can from ECHL clubs uh, from the Moose and sort of send maybe a handful of prospects, but no one too exciting, which makes this year's group, I would say, one of the most interesting we've had in several years, maybe even ever. Uh, we've never really had a, a Penticton group that I think has caught the eye of a lot of fans quite like this because there's a lot of variety here. You've got really nice playmakers, goal scorers, uh, and some interesting puck movers on the back end that I think warrant some attention. So we're going to start off with um, the back end of this group, which I think for me, you know, uh, some of these names I'm not going to be 100% familiar with. Some of them are drafted prospects. Again, you know, the Jets have signed a couple of guys um, or brought in some invites who are maybe not the most uh, likely to make the group, but could potentially hop onto the moose if they impress. Now, starting with the goaltenders, this group has a couple of drafted prospects. We've got Arvid Holm, uh, Oscar uh, Ascari Salmanen, and we've also got Dominic DiVincentis. Now, Dominic and Arvid, for sure, were drafted. I think Salmanen might be um, a camp invite, uh, but the other two were prospects that Winnipeg has picked up over the past couple of years. I haven't kept track of what Holm's been up to. Uh, last I recall, he had been in Sweden for a bit. I think he's moved teams here and there. But, you know, Holm has quietly been working on his game. I don't know if his results are super impressive yet, but 
there was talk of him potentially uh, maybe getting some time in in North America at some point if he hasn't already. Um, I'm curious to know what his game is like because when he was drafted, I believe he was picked up for his size and general technical uh, style, which supposedly had some elements of like Hellebuck in his game, but I wouldn't really say that they're very similar goalies. De Vincentis is another guy that I think was also drafted um, for some really nice reflex saves and uh, some interesting raw potential. But when it comes to goalies, I, I try not to read too much into it. Like, And I hate to say this, but for the most part, I always feel, uh, especially with my own understanding of goaltending being limited as it is, it's like a weird sort of dart throw. So uh, would you really get excited about goalies coming into this tournament? Probably not. I think for me, the main thing that I want to see is our, you know, uh, are, are either of home Salmanen or DiVincenti's potential options for the Moose, uh, especially because the starting role for the Moose has kind of been an issue. Uh, look, I love Mikhail Berdin's energy. He's a really fun goalie, but Berdin for me hasn't really done it. Uh, something in his game for me is still lacking in terms of like reliability and maybe uh, consistency. And I think for the, the Moose needing to be you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say they're looking for like an elite goalie, but certainly somebody who is at least can, giving them like league average numbers. That's kind of been an issue for them because for as much as Berdine can make amazing saves, he also seemingly just loses track of the puck and stuff. Um, there were some really bad goals that he surrendered against Milwaukee in the playoff series last season. And so this is a chance for maybe one of these guys to step up, step up and really earn um, some kind of time with uh, with the Moose. Now, I think David DiVincentis is probably a little bit further away, but Holm has definitely been spending quite a few seasons seasons now uh, in the Pro League. So I'm excited to see what he can do, but again, probably not expecting uh, a lot. Now, we're going to briefly talk about a couple of defenders. Not going to get into too many yet. We'll, we'll save a, a few for the next uh, moment, but we've got guys like Tyrell Bauer, Dimitri Kuzman, Dean Stewart, Antonio Hannesen, Simon Lundmark, Wyatt Wilson, uh, Simon Kubachuk, and Ethan Cap joining the group. I'm going to focus on uh, a couple of them. These two, I think, are probably less likely to be uh, major players for the Jets long term. I think Tyrell Bauer and uh, maybe Antonio Hannesen are probably project players. Like Tyrell hasn't really had crazy WHL results so far. I think in a lot of ways he's kind of like another Logan Stanley not exactly uh, super gifted in terms of moving the puck up and down the ice and mobility is kind of an issue with him. I think in another life, he would have been a fun option as maybe like a seventh defender. But at this point, uh, Bowers probably more in the Stanley mold, maybe even less mobile. Johannesson is kind of an interesting one for me because he's a huge wild card, extremely skilled, uh, somebody who I think has a very high potential ceiling. But the problem with him is, you know, injuries and inconsistency in his game have kind of held him back from being able to get uh, a lot of ice time. So I'm curious to know what his game is like. Uh, he is, a, you know, a little bit on the smaller side and he does trade defensive responsibility for more, for more offensive inclinations, which, you know, given the circumstances I could actually, you know, jive with, but I think I just want to see what, he's up to these days and what he can do uh, with some of the teammates that he's, that he's going to be paired with. Now, there are a couple of other uh, you know prospects here that, that I think are probably 
a little bit closer to being part of Winnipeg's organization. One of them has already been uh, playing for the Moose recently. And we'll talk about which of these defensive prospects, plus a handful of forwards that you want to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll talk about what to you know keep an eye on for these guys in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. Uh, BetOnline is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest uh, football league developments, whether you're looking for NCAA or NFL action, uh, game matchups, news, podcasts, live scores, and everything in between. They had last week's opening slate of games for uh, the start of the NFL season. They've been covering college football already. And even if you don't love football, they've also got tons of other sports, whether you're looking for Formula One, NHL hockey, of course, once the season kind of kicks off. Um, They've also got, you know, baseball heading into the playoffs. Again, whatever sport you're interested in, BetOnline has you covered. And more importantly, they also want to be your number one hub for all the news and multimedia you can possibly want about your favorite teams and players. They make it very easy to check up on all your favorite sports and also give you really up-to-date sporting wagering information, live betting, esports, and so much more. It's the fastest and easiest way to check on all of the betting action and get involved. So if you're interested, head on over to the website on your laptop or mobile device and register for a free account at betonline.net because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look now uh, at Winnipeg heading into uh, a little bit of a fun period as we prep for the preseason and the start of the regular season. Before we talk about a couple of players that the Jets have invited to the Penticton Young Stars Classic, just wanted to say thanks again so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now, you know, circling back to the defensive group, uh, we talked about Tyrell Bauer and Anton Johannesson. Um, for differing reasons, I think both are, are probably longer shots to make uh, either the Moose or the Jets. Johannesson would definitely be the one that I would circle as maybe having more uh, likelihood to to get a look at some point. But, you know, it kind of depends on his health and what he does in, I believe he's playing in Sweden or it's either Sweden or Finland. But uh, thus far, his development track has been a little bit chaotic just because he hasn't really been healthy enough to play. I think he's been playing for for uh, a Swedish team. But aside from that, we've got Dimitri Kuzmin and Simon Lundmark. And Lundmark has actually made an impact with the Moose recently, having played quite a few games at the AHL level. Seemingly did okay. Uh, I don't know that you're really expecting um, a particularly dominant offensive two-way defender here. Uh, Lundmark has just kind of been somebody who's, I would say, considered most likely like a third pairing defender at the NHL level, somebody who's capable of moving the puck, you know, not, not crazy high end skill, but um, execute stuff cleanly, hoping for maybe a good first pass under pressure, somebody who can, you know, create zone exits. I'd be curious to know what he does once we're um, kind of underway with camp. I haven't really gotten much of a chance to see him in action. So this will be some of my first viewings of him. When he was drafted, I remember the reception kind of being lukewarm as a guy with a relatively limited offensive upside. Lundmark was mostly thought of as more of a defensive presence, but I don't know if that's necessarily held up. We'll see. Kuzman, on the other hand, I'm very excited for. He is a super dynamic defender from the footage that I've gotten to view of him. Uh, you know, he he probably 
has among the highest offensive potential of the blue liners in this group. Um, kind of similar to Johansson. Kuzman, though, does seem like he's being fast, fast-tracked for the Jets at some point, um, or at least the Moose. He was, uh, you know, offered some kind of a pro contract. And it's interesting because they don't usually sign players like him this early in the process. Usually, especially uh, with the, the blue liners, they, they want to give them a bit more time. So I'm curious to know why Kuzman for them was such a, a rush to sign. We'll see what he can do with the um, with this this prospect group. I'd be curious because I, I've kind of penciled him in as like a very long project player. Uh, but if he does actually pan out for either the Moose or the Jets, uh, that would be super cool. He's a very fun, dynamic puck mover. He's got nice vision, a pretty decent shot, relatively speaking. And the Jets just don't really have a lot of attacking minded blue liners in their in their prospect pool. So excited to see what he and Johansson in particular can accomplish. Hopefully they both stay healthy. And uh, yeah, for the defensive group, you know, some of these other guys I'm a little bit less familiar with might be invites from uh, former college standouts and stuff. But other than that, I think you're probably, mo- you know, mostly going to want to focus on the Jets draft picks. Um, because I think the rest are, for the most part, either moose guys or players that they're likely going to cut once preseason starts to approach. But, you know, that that kind of does it for the back end. What you're really here for and what you're most excited about, of course, are the forwards. Uh, and this is a very deep group this year. We're going to talk about a couple of players that I think are, are more on, on the underrated side. Um, the, the names that you might not be expecting, uh, me to call out, but you probably should keep an eye out for are Greg Morales and Henry Nikonen. Now, Morales, of course, you're already familiar with, if you've watched the moose, he was a key contributor, especially heading into their playoff run. And there was some excitement about him potentially being maybe some kind of a call up option. Uh, I don't know if he has quite the game to translate at the NHL level. I haven't gotten a lot of time to watch him myself, so I'm curious to know what exactly his style of uh, game is and what he can do with, you know, some pretty, you know, skilled line mates here and there. But um, Nikonen is another name that I'm kind of keeping an eye on, especially for a bottom six role. At some point, you know, Nikonen seems like he could become Winnipeg's fourth line center, depending on how his two-way game kind of translates. He's always had some interesting scoring skill, and it seems like the Jets have kind of taken a liking to him. But I'm curious to know, where his develop, development progress is at this stage, and if he might even be in the mix for potentially competing for a jet spot this year. I don't think he's really uh, in that group yet, but you know, maybe he has a crazy camp and suddenly puts the Jets on notice. I wouldn't expect that, but you know, sometimes guys explode and have a really big camp and earn some kind of a pro contract. So we'll see what Nikonin is up to. Um, and whether or not he might make a push uh, for Winnipeg's bottom six. But in just a little bit, there are quite a few other names that I think are are really worth paying attention to, uh, some of whom you're very familiar with, maybe one or two that you haven't quite kept an eye on yet, but probably should start taking notes right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look at uh, Penticton's uh, roster for the Jets, which, of course, um, you know, a lot of you are probably relatively excited. We've got a lot of guys coming up from either the Moose or from Finland or Sweden. 
And, you know, some of these players haven't really had a lot of time with the Jets organization. Some of them have already been getting NHL reps. Uh, guys like Nikonen, Morellis, um, of course, Lundmark, a few other players of their caliber getting AHL reps, but, you know, to varying degree, degrees, right? Not all of them have played many games. And so this is probably our first real chance to see which of these guys might be competing for a Jets spot either now or in the future. And we've arrived at the final group of players uh, from the forwards that I think are really exciting. This is why I think this could be the best Penticton group the Jets have sent in some time. At the bottom of this list is uh, a really skilled scorer in Danny Zilkin. Uh, he is super fun from what I've been able to find of him. It seems like every time he was with a, it was a Guelph, he was constantly creating offense. He's got a great shot. He loves to attack between the face-off circles. And while he doesn't have maybe like the most elite tool sets or anything, he's a very industrious player, always working in transition and just a really fun player who could potentially, you know, slide in on your third or your fourth line, which I think is great because the Jets have always struggled um, to find depth players that they can use uh, effectively and actually get scoring production out of, especially the last few years. It's been a, a recurring theme with this team. And it's part of the reason that they've missed the postseason uh, or not really done all that well when they actually have made it. So Zilkin, uh, an interesting name to keep an eye on uh, for the longer term, um, probably in the camp of Nikonen right now of needing more uh, development time. Zilkin, Zilkin hasn't really had that much uh, North American experience in terms of like um, really high pro level hockey uh, or anything like that. He's just been playing with Guelph so far. So, We'll see if he's ready to at some point graduate towards uh, the Moose, but it'll probably be a few seasons away. Kind of moving forward, though, we've got a couple of other prospects that I think are super exciting. Daniel Torgerson, I think, is probably one that a lot of people haven't thought about as much. Torgerson, though, is a very unique player in terms of the Jets prospect pool. He's very big, which uh, a lot of Jets fans are immediately like, oh, we love size. Well, you know, size can be a bit of a hindrance, but for Torgerson, that's not really been an issue. In fact, for a relatively tall, uh, strong player, he's actually very mobile, and it seems like he's pretty good at creating space. Whenever I've gotten to watch him, he's constantly looking for good areas around the face-off circles. Uh, it seems like getting onto North American ice is probably, you know, going to be a pretty smooth transition for him. He's a smart player. He knows where the dangerous scoring areas are. And again, while he doesn't have like game-breaking tool sets like Zilkin, he's very hardworking, uh, very industrious player. He'll grind in the corners. Not an abundantly physical player, but not a, not afraid to shield the puck and kind of create space along the forecheck. So very interested to see if he can potentially be a net front presence. He's got really nice hand-eye coordination, and all it just kind of takes is for him to stay healthy. Now, the final names on this list, of course, are the ones that everyone is waiting for Perfetti, Lambert, Lucius. Now, Perfetti, you can basically staple on to the Jets roster. There's no way that he's going to miss unless he gets like injured or something. So Perfetti, basically a lock for Winnipeg. Um, I'm just excited to see him doing anything. I love watching Cole Perfetti. Uh, I don't know about you, but he's one of the most dynamic Jets players that I've ever seen. He's super smart. Uh, his brain just fundamentally operates at a level that I don't often see with hockey players. So hoping that he can continually sauce uh, his line mates, some really great passes 
and just kind of do what he does almost every game. With Lambert and Lucius, these guys are not necessarily competing for a jet spot, but they are trying to make an impression on Winnipeg and show off their skill and ability. Now, I'm not really sure what the plan with Lucius is. I do think he's probably going to the Moose. Uh, He's got his contract in hand, but I just don't know what the plan for him quite yet is. Uh, Lambert, though, seems like he's probably going to Seattle of the WHL. So uh, unless something really happens and he suddenly explodes in this camp, I think he could do with a little bit of CHL time. Lucius, I think, just is is in a bit of a different situation. But Brad could probably use some time um, working on some of the off-the-puck habits and stuff and getting familiar with uh, some of the North American ice conditions. But again, with Lambert, I don't really think that that part is necessarily an issue. It's more of the off-the-puck discipline and kind of figuring out how to use his line mates more effectively. Um, not really his fault, though, I would say, when it happened in Liga. Uh, the stuff that happened with Lati was kind of out of his control in a lot of areas. I think he was actually trying to do so much because he knew that his teammates maybe weren't of the highest quality and weren't really there when he'd had really good passes set up for them. So... Um, now that he has actual talent to work with, maybe he has a really big camp and suddenly shows everyone that he's maybe looking for more of a pro deal. But uh, Lambert, very excited for Lucius. I'm hoping that he has a big camp and stays healthy for the season. That's a big thing. Um, avoiding any upper body shoulder injuries would be really critical for his success. But yeah, overall, I mean, this is a fun group. Um, rounding out the other forwards, we've also got some guys who have spent either some pro time elsewhere or have maybe had a little bit of a cup of tea with the moose or something. You've got Chase Bertolet, Tyler Boland, Wyatt uh, Bonjavani, Thomas Caron, uh, Isaac Johnson, and Brandon Cutler. So a, a pretty deep group um, mixture of you know early 20s guys from the ECHL and AHL plus some college players. You've got uh, plenty of Jets prospects. Overall, very deep group. Um, I'm expecting a nice run, and they'll actually take the ice later today. Uh, since you're listening to this Wednesday morning, they will be meeting together for the first time at MTS at around 1.30 Central, it should be. Uh, and then the actual tournament, um, also in Central time, is Winnipeg versus Calgary, kicking us off on Friday at 6 p.m. Central. And then, uh, of course, Edmonton versus Vancouver at 9.30 p.m. Then on Saturday at 9.30 p.m., we've got Calgary versus Edmonton. On Sunday, we have just one game, the Vancouver versus Winnipeg at 4 p.m. And then Monday is the end of the tournament. You've got Winnipeg versus Edmonton at 1 p.m. and Vancouver versus Calgary at 4.30 p.m. So three chances to see the Jets' prospects shine, hopefully, and put on a good show. Make sure you tune in and uh, give me your thoughts on who you're excited to see what prospects you think might really put on a great show, and who you want us to talk about on future episodes. Uh, But as far as tonight's episode is concerned, that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date with the click of a button. Just hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!